Hey friends, I go by Chavid Dang. Yo fam, I'm Dine Peace. You're listening to Sit Down, Be Hungry. If it ain't shabu, we ain't hot potting. Welcome to Sit Down, Be Hungry, episode four. On this week's show, we talk about some food exploits in Portland and Mexico City. Uh, we've got some interesting, the juicy bits for you. For saucing on you, we've got a special first guest, so get ready for that. Episode four, let's get it. Yeah, yeah. Hold up, bitch. Sit down. Be hungry. Sit down. Be hungry. What's going on, you appetite people? What? <laughs> what, does that what, mean? What, what do you mean? Like tight? Like these people are tight. <laughs> <laughs> well then. Welcome to Sit Down Be Hungry. Uh, this is Dine Piece, but today I want to be Bun Me B. <laughs> and you are. I'm just regular <laughs> Chavid Dang. Welcome to Sit Down Be Hungry. Hey, welcome to episode four. Yeah, episode four. I mean, quattro. Oh yeah, because of your recent trip. We'll get into that later. Yep. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um, thanks for all the support. Shout out to Lisa. I met up with her the other day, um, LV26, I think, on Instagram. Talked about how she uh, threw the sauce and onions on her coworkers, and I'm just glad the sauce is getting spread. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> I don't have any shout outs. That's okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's <laughs> all good. Let's just get oh, into it. Oh, wait a minute. It. I do have a shout out. I want a oh? shout out to Little Bun B coming back to America. Hey, love yourself. I'm glad to have you back. <laughs> love thyself. You've just been on quite a whirlwind trip lately. Yeah, trips, I, I should say. I got to visit Portland again uh, for the second time this year, and uh, yeah, I feel like you were just there recently, a couple months ago. Yeah, um, and then also uh, I just came back from Mexico City over the weekend and had a, an amazing time. So let's start from the beginning. What did you do in Portland? So it was a very short trip. So it was basically planned to go eat and drink and shop and try to do as much as you can in 36 hours. Sounds like a like a game show challenge or something. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I went with a couple of uh, girlfriends that we usually do an annual trip to Palm Springs. Uh, we do the sleepover, um, the do-over party. Okay. But we checked this time and it was just really too expensive to go. So we're like, you know what, for less money, we can go out of state. So we chose Portland. We didn't get to eat everything we wanted to in the 36 hours, but I, I'm pretty proud of what we accomplished. <laughs> it's not too far away. It's easy to go back. Yeah, for like sure. Said, it's, for it's sure. such a great food town. I mean, I haven't been in like five years, but I have nothing but good food experiences to remember from there. Yeah, the people are super friendly and courteous and like, I was like, what? You're going to open my door for me? That's, that's... <laughs> You're going to put my gas for me? I know. That's really weird. So yeah, what was the best thing you ate there this time? Um, so besides my favorite, which is Porque No, uh, the crispy tacos, we got to try this uh, brunch spot called Proud Mary. Nice. And it was on my bookmark to try before, but again, uh, not enough stomach and not enough meals in the day. So what'd you get there? Um, so we did table hotcakes. What? What's, what's that? It's like a, well, we, we said table hotcakes because we, you know, we all wanted an entree, but we still wanted something sweet. So we got, um... They were like thick uh, pancakes, and it was stuffed with ricotta, Oof. a bunch of pretty flowers on top, and um, I think uh, some sort of a vanilla syrup and a lot of like grains, like nuts. That just sounds pretty for the gram. It was totally the perfect dish for the gram. I mean, food these days, like, if you're not trying to make it for the gram, what are you doing? Exactly. So I got the breakfast sashimi. Okay. So I think it was local salmon, a um, bunch of greens. Just straight up raw salmon? It wasn't cured or like lox or anything? It was raw, raw oh, okay, salmon. Cool. Bunch of greens and uh, I think it was grapefruit that was on there. But I was like, I looked at the picture and it was very pretty, totally for the grab. And I was like, I, I need a, I need more sustenance. Yeah. So I got a side of bacon. Nice. 
I mean, you're naming all those flavor profiles. They sound like they really work for me. They really the did fruit work well with the, together. Yeah, the, the saltiness of the salmon and then extra saltiness from the bacon. Why not? So yeah, shout out to Portland. I will keep on visiting you and eating all the foods that you have to offer. Especially when it leads up to where you went after that. Oh man, Mexico City was amazing. I loved, I loved every bit of content you were creating and seeing <laughs> you post about this. I was going back and forth on like how much I wanted to talk up Mexico City because mm -hmm. I am a selfish person and I don't want things that I really like to blow up to the point where like but yeah how many I, of our, us listeners are going to be able to make it down there come on let's talk about it it's it's very feasible because it's very affordable to visit it's not that far away it's like four hour flight um, I think my flight was like $240 wow and accommodations are, are very cheap especially if you do Airbnb yeah, so let's get a recap. You know, I know there's obviously a lot of delicious tacos that were had, but um, get into some of the other details. I mean, the thing with Mexico City is that like you can go Michelin star or street corner and it's all good. It looks like you did the whole range of that. In Mexico City, I look, I, I obviously look foreign and I was telling you guys earlier that I forget I'm American sometimes. <laughs> and so a lot of people were coming up to us and saying like, Konnichiwa or Ni Hao. <laughs> And I was like, well, I'm not either, either one, but okay, whatever. I, I get it. Yeah. And um, and I forget that I'm American <laughs> sometimes. And they were like, oh, your accent's very good. I was like, what do you mean? That's my, that's my normal voice. <laughs> and so um, it was just really, it was just a really great city. Because my only experiences with Mexico are um, like Tulum and Cancun and Playa del Carmen, where it's very uh, tourist touristy yeah, and likewise you know i've only been to tijuana yeah and so all the locals all their you know it's, it's a hustle they're trying to get make money and they, yeah. and they try to go out of their way to make money and it's not like that in mexico city they are very proud of their city and so they want you to come back they weren't in your face they weren't trying to cheat you and, and, and it was a very very pleasant experience it's just like any other city with way more culture i think and a lot of characteristics of the city that it, that it's just something that i haven't I guess witnessed before. Nice. And that really shocked me. Cool. But uh, don't ruin it, people. <laughs> well, you don't have to name some of the places where you got them from. I'll ask you for those after we uh, cut the show. <laughs> but um, well, yeah, what were some of the best things you had? I know of one of them because we, we'll talk about Pujol in a bit. But yeah. let's talk about some of that other stuff you had as well. Yeah, so we went to go visit um, Louis Barragan's last house that he designed. And um, it's not like an official tour. So it was really cool to get a tour from people who lived it. The house was built for this fam for this these two men and the son still lives there and gives like a self-guided tour. And so he knew Louis, Louis uh, his family knew Louis Bedigan on a personal level. And so I asked him at the end, like, tell me where you eat. Like all there these people go. kept on sending us to restaurants. I was like, I don't want to eat at a restaurant. I want to eat at a corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of a Same piece. here. Not a napkin, like literally like a, a see-through piece of paper yeah. that barely holds the grease. And so he sent us to um, a quesadilla spot. Um, so I went on this trip with our friend Kat. Shout and, to Kat. Uh, we already ate and we were very hungry and we we're like, well, we got to try it. And so I don't know the name of it. He's like, oh, that's I, even better. He's like, I don't know the name of it. He basically just took our phone and, and pin dropped where <laughs> where the vicinity It's was. like a treasure map. Exactly. And so when we got there, we're like, uh, this has got to be the spot because there's a line. Oh, there and you there go. was like four other carts in the area. And that was the only one that had a line. So what made these quesadillas so amazing? I mean, I know I dropped them in one of our previous shows, but <laughs> I, I'd probably make an exception if I was there as well. Um, so it was blue. It was a no, it wasn't blue corn. I don't remember. It was it was just it looked almost like a huarache. Oh, OK. Uh, but it was quesadilla. So it was like an oval shape. Well, yeah, uh -huh. oval, oval shape, and okay. then um, they use huaracan cheese, and then we went with the um, 
pastor. Okay. And it was a red salsa. I don't know why. I mean, like, they all make the same thing, but just some people do it better than others, just like with any other I think that's the beauty of, like, a lot of simple dishes. That's what makes them so awesome is that they are so simple, but when you have this technique or kind of this way you have of doing it that makes it so different than everyone else, you really have to quantify those to set yourself apart. Yeah, so that was, I think, like, out of, besides Pijol, like, everything that I ate, my favorites were from the streets. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I saw you post about some lamb barbacoa. Oh, man, that was really good, too. I totally forgot about that. So in the States, I'm used to beef barbacoa. Yeah, same. Likewise. I'm guessing that's the norm here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I asked the guy. It's called El Hidinguense, I believe. So you're giving up all your spots. I thought you are like, oh, I'm not going to tell you. I, I got pu- that actually off of Eater. Okay. So that's not a self-found spot. So this is public knowledge then. It's not public not knowledge. a cutty pin drop spot. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, so we got there and we ordered and I was like, man, that's a lot of food. <laughs> Like, it's just for Kat and I. He's like, no, no, you could order a quarter. So pro tip, you could do a quarter of the order, and that's good enough for two people. Quarter of the order. Yep. And so in Mexico, barbacoa is done with lamb. Nice. And then... Is, is that something you've you've noticed that's really specific to that part of Mexico? or Because like you said, yeah, I'm used to just having the beef here. You know, what was weird is like, here, I'm so used to carne asada being everywhere, but it was very scarce in Mexico City. Like, wow. res or carne asada was not... Was it more expensive? I don't know if it's more expensive. It just wasn't a common thing. Oh, okay. Like for sure, pork was everywhere. Because um, one of my favorites, as you guys know, is lengua, uh, beef tongue. My fa- one of my favorites too. And it, it was hard for me to find. Oh wow! I kept on asking people like, "Where do I get lengua? Where do I get lengua?" And they're like, "If you find someone that sells cabeza, then they'll more than yeah. likely have lengua." So were all like the other kind of awful, awful, awful bits kind of harder to find too? Like, are you talking like tripas or like sesos or brains? Were, were all the meats hard to find or? Um, not really. It was like, if you can find that one awful one, then they have it all. Okay. Because like, yeah, when I get street tacos here in the States, like that's one of the things I crave. And I would have assumed it was more common there. So that's interesting to hear. Although now it makes me wish there was more lamb here as well, too. Dude, lamb barbacoa is so good. Do you, then, do you think that's something that might even catch on here as a trend or? I don't know. I kind of hope so because la- I don't know when I'll have a chance yeah, to get down there. <laughs> exactly. No, lamb, I, mean, I think lamb is a more expensive uh, meat compared to beef. But at least here, but I guess but what he surprised me with was the magic question. He's like, do you want fat or lean oh. meat? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think this is? I was like, give me the fat meat. And then he, he brought it over and it was um, the chest part Ooh, of the okay. lamb. Lamb, and, uh, lamb breast? <laughs> lamb breast, I guess. <laughs> it's very juicy, very delicious. Blue corn tortillas. Oh, and then uh, we, we were adventurous and tried the mealworm tacos. Oh, yeah. Um, I've only had crickets, I think. So, I mean, they tasted fine. It was just, it just tasted like fried corn, kind of. Mm. But That's what also really, maybe to what they're fed on or what they're eat, raised on as well, probably. Maybe. What really messed us up was in our brains, we saw the worms moving. Uh, and so two bites were like, all right, we tried it. Take it away. Uh, I wish I was, I would have finished it. I, yeah, <laughs> it was just too hard for me to eat. It, it didn't taste bad at all, but it was just the visual really fucked it up for me. <laughs> oh, that all sounds like it was amazing, but I think the main reason you went there was for this moment. Was to eat, but yeah. then Pujol was great. Um, lucky to get reservations. And, and what made me feel better was the day we went, uh, 15% of the proceeds were going back into the city and help rebuild. Awesome. Yeah, so. How many stars do they have? I think just one. Which, I mean, even one stars are amazing yeah. establishments. And mole was, the mole was what they're known for, right? Yeah, the it's called Mole Madre. We were on day 1,413. So Pujol is known for their mole. It has 80 plus ingredients in it. The mole started, I think the guy said, four and a half years ago. Uh-huh. And they slowly just add to it. And so how it's... Uh, 
served is um, the, the mother mole, which is the, the old mole, mm-hmm. is um, kind of spread out on the on a plate. And then new mole, which is basically that mole that's not aged, mm. is a, a dollop of it goes into the middle of the, of the mother mole. So do you like try to bite them separately or do you like kind of stir them in together? So they suggest to try the new mole first and then try the mother. And then they do a blue corn tortilla with, um, and it's a very interesting leaf that they put on it. But uh, so then after you try the two separate, then they suggest to mix it all and then put it on the tortilla and then just bite into it. Wow. It sounds like, I mean, the only thing I can think of comparable that we see here in the States is I just think about like Boudin with their starter sourdough yeah, <laughs> that, that yeah, goes into every single loaf. And this seems like it's something completely different, but similar concept. Yeah. So like my only regret with Pujol was that I chose things that like, so when you go to a, mich- a, a fancy restaurant or a prefix or something like that, you want to choose like the fancy stuff, right? The baller stuff. The baller, baller stuff. stuff. So like, you know, I did the, um, the add on to do the, it was like a, a lobster puffy taco. Oof. And then, so what was nice was like most of the, most of the course was the same, but there was a few dishes that you got to choose one of. And so okay. it was perfect to go with cat. You each get um, one of them and you can try yeah, both. Yeah. So That's we tr- the way got to, go. to try many dishes. And, uh, what we messed up on was choosing just the simple Mexican dishes. I mean, I mean, if you're in the city for the first time and you want to try the staples, it's not a bad way to go. Well, that's what I messed up on. If you guys haven't seen the Netflix episode on Chef's Table, I highly suggest it. But um, he struggled with the restaurant at the beginning because he tried to be too fancy. Mm. And I think locals finally said, you're Mexican. You need to cook Mexican food. That was kind of probably like the, the epiphany moment. Exactly. And so my favorite thing besides the mole was um, Kat ordered it. It was a charred eggplant tamale with Swiss chard and I think it was like a chipotle sauce around it. Something so simple. Yeah. But it was crazy good. It sounds amazing. I love it. I mean, I liked the eggplant more than my lobster puffy taco. Wow. I mean, it does sound fancier. They both sound good. Yeah. But I'm a big fan of eggplant and I've never had one in tamale. So to have one from a restaurant of this caliber probably was insane. That was my only regret. So if I I go back, I I would uh, restructure my ordering technique. I'll go with you. I'll go with you this time. (laughs) Um, But I do need to talk about Taco about taco about <laughs> this taco. So we went to it's called Arena Mexico, and it's uh, every Friday night they have lucha libre. Uh, it's a lucha libre event every nice. Friday, and uh, so afterwards there's um, a cart nearby, and uh, it, I think it was carnitas. Okay. Yeah, because I sent you the photo because I don't eat carnitas usually, and I remember sending you the photo. And dude, it was crazy good. That was the cheapest taco. That was 31 cents. Yeah, I saw you you definitely drunkenly bragged about it a bunch (laughs) and it just made me more FOMO every time. And I typically don't like carnitas, but that was... I typically do, so... That was so fire. It was so good. But yeah, 31 cents. So what's cool about Mexico City, you can get 31 cent tacos or eat a $140 meal at Pujol. And everything in between. Everything in between. Sounds real dope. I can't wait to check it out someday as well. Now it's time for the juicy bits. This is where we talk about news in the food world that you and your stomach needs to know about. All right, what we got this week? So Jordan, I'm I'm, I'm guessing you've been to Hawaii. It's been a while. Last time I was there, I ran into Common in front of a cheesecake factory. (laughs) What? (laughs) Were you both eating there? No, I'm not going to eat cheesecake factory. Were you both unadmittedly eating there? (laughs) No, he was definitely admittedly eating there. He was going in and I just saw him in passing. I was like, I need a photo with you. Flan has dropped a, a box. All good. It's all good. We're still going to keep it keep rolling. Keep it rolling. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so this first bit is about Hawaii's black market for spam is booming. Wow. 
So apparently, teenagers are、uh, going in as groups, and they're basically stealing spam off the shelves for not not just fun, because I guess if you just do it a couple times, it's just for fun. But it's an organized retail crime. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I see why they would. It's such a staple to the culture and to the cuisine there that it's something that they know they'll sell. Yeah, for sure. It's. I mean, you're not going to steal something unless you know it's going to be profitable. Yeah, and I mean, I grew up eating it. I see how it, it could be a regular part of someone's diet. I honestly can't remember when spam was introduced to me, but I, I know I've eaten a lot of spam musubis in my day. In my day,、um, the taste other, is very familiar. <laughs> yeah, very familiar with the rice and seaweed. But other than that, like I've only cooked spam like a few times. For myself, where I, you know, basically just slice it up and fry it with some egg and rice. I mean, that's the that's one of the ideal ways to have it if you're not having it in masubi, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know what other ways to eat spam unless it's that way. I, I think that's the beauty of it, though. It's such a simple food and so versatile. I mean, it's unfortunate, but I can see why so many people are trying to do this with it. I, I mean, and living in the Bay Area, taking everything to the extreme or to be elegant, there's that there's that place Leo Leo Yacht Club. It's in another secret menu, right?、Uh, yeah. So they have a spam fried rice, but you can also order off. Menu spam. It's just, it's just, I think they just call it the house special spam.、Mm-hmm. So it's just slices of、um, spam that they make in house, and it's over a bed of rice. And I think it's their own blend of furikake.、Mm. It's not a secret, but it's it's not on the menu, and everyone kind of orders it. I think pe- most people favor that over the spam fried rice that they have on their on、oh, their、wow. menu. But yeah, if you guys haven't had it, I suggest to go out and try it. It's delicious. I'm curious how to make spam.、Now. No,、oh, let's look. Let's. That could be our next venture. Maybe we'll we'll report back to you and see what we can come up with. Um. So I heard a little rumor about Chivading's spam business that you had.、Uh, back in the I hate day. that this has been like a cutty rumor going around the group chat.、I、shout mean, out! Shout you, out to our. Can you confirm if this rumor is true or not? It's with a heavy sigh. <laughs> and it was like a one or two time thing that back. In like 2010, me and、uh, one of the hosts of、uh, Good Company Radio, shout out to Sushi. Excuse the pun name. See how see where we got this branding from. <laughs> we just made a bunch of masubi one time, put it in my backpack, and then sold it around Second Saturday in Sacramento. <laughs> What? But we had some cool flavors though. Like we did fried rice instead of white rice, which I feel like a lot of trendy masubi places now do. But back then, we felt like we were like the most cutting edge for doing that. <laughs> I think we had like a honey glazed one. Oh what! We only did it a couple months, but they were a big hit for the short time we did it.、Um, I think he recently just dug out the old flyer I made for it, and I was like, "Why? Why are you doing this right we're now? We're gonna have、what? to throw this up on the. No, on we're the not. <laughs> yeah, we are. No, we're not. We I'm definitely de- are. I'm gonna delete the file. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have Sushi's contact. He'll send it to me. Oh, oh man, I'm not looking forward <laughs> to this. Speaking of processed meats, yes, this is other juicy bit that you were telling me about so, from your hometown. I'm from Los Angeles, and you know it, it's it's well known right now that the Dodgers are in the World Series, and we haven't been there in a, in a long time. I'm not. We so you're a fan. I you am a fan.、We. I'm、okay. from I'm from LA. I'm I rep the Dodgers. I, I rep my hometown. No, no not, Angels or anything. Nope. Okay. Nope.、Um, I mean, I'm not like a diehard fan. I'm a I'm a bandwagon fan. <laughs> <laughs> I like going to.、Um, Sports, sporting events for the food and hashtag、honor. sports. Sports. There you go. But、uh, yeah, I I I like the Dodgers. It's from my、oh, simply because it's from my hometown. Okay. So what does what does that have to do with this juicy bit we've got? So、um, popular hot dog establishment called Pink's off of、uh, Melrose. I can't、mm. remember what the cross street is. It's been a while since I've gone too, but yeah. I haven't been a long time. So Pink's is known. God, I don't know how long they've been there. Like I'm totally pulling this out of my ass, but I'm gonna guess it's like. I want to say the twenties, tw- maybe over seventy years. Yeah, it's an、sure. institution. 
Um, but Pink's ha- has been known for um, having really crazy uh, hot dog concoctions with celebrity names and a long line, and, and it's good for late night eats as well. Um, so Pink's is the color pink. <laughs> and so for uh, in celebration of the Dodgers going to the World Series, they uh, kind of redecorated their facade to be Dodger blue. Oh, yeah, sounds like it's all for marketing. That, totally. It's totally. And, you know, the Dodger dog. And I, th- I think they do sell Dodger dogs there as oh, well. Oh, in the stadium as well. Um, no, no. The Dodger dog at Pink's. Oh, okay. I think so. I might, I might be wrong about that. So, so we can fact check that. But um, yeah, it's super exciting for LA and, you know, hot dogs are great. And I love the Dodger dog. Hmm, Actually, I get- I, I, my favorite thing at Charles Ravine is um, the picante dog. What's it's in basi- that? What's it's in basically that? a Dodger dog that's spicy. Oh, okay. I mean, like me being a neutral, not really a baseball fan. Sorry, sorry, James. I know he's a big Ace fan and he listens. But um, for having this, it just seems like a good old marketing ploy. Like they're they're a local fixture, so is the team. They just want to kind of cement that they're related to the team. And I think you know the LA food culture is. Is, is I mean it's always popular, but there's so many new things right now, and so it was really smart for Pink's to maybe stay relevant. You know, we're talking about it, yeah, <laughs> and it's all over my feed because of my LA friends that are mm. posting about it. So do you think if they get knocked out of the playoffs, do you think they'll change it back right away? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think they'll keep it up for a little bit. And see, it's got us wondering about it. So I guess shout out to Pink's. Yeah, That's... good job, Pink's. Um, I personally am not a huge fan. Like I, I remember the first time I went. I waited in a really long line, and I thought it was good, but it wasn't like line worthy waiting. It, it's like the it's like the skinnier link, right? It's and it's the snapping skin kind of yeah, correct. I think I think they have different options, but that's like that's the what they're known one. for. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, I grew up even like at the grocery store eating the Casper's ones from the gro- from the from the grocery store, or whatever, or like Nathan's, the mm-hmm. Coney Island style. And I do prefer that as a link sometimes. I know I know I usually like we'll talk about how good like the Costco kosher beef dot link is, but. That's something about that casing snap. Even though it's an artificial casing, <laughs> it's oddly satisfying. Damn, Daniel Hum, why are you selling $24? Oh, why are you bringing back this old meme for? <laughs> it's a pretty good one. <laughs> it is a good one. I'm just wondering, why is it coming back? So Daniel Hum of 11 Madison Park is serving Oh, the coffee. three Michelin star. Yes. Three Michelin star restaurant in New York. $24 coffee. $24 cup of coffee. So you, in my mind, are a coffee connoisseur, so you, you should talk about I mean, this. I don't know if I'm a connoisseur. I mean, I, I like you drinking You are a connoisseur good. of a lot of things, so just so, take but it. <laughs> Likewise are you. But, um, you know, it says they're they're starting to sell these ultra-premium drip coffee at the restaurant for a hefty sum of $48, but it yields two cups. And I know there's been other places around that have done, like, an expensive cup. Like, uh, last year, Blue Bottle did, I think, almost that much, like a $15 or $20 cup. And then... Um, I was uh, our guest earlier, uh, Patrick, who I mean a little bit, he's saying something about Phil's doing a very expensive Jamaican Blue Mountain. I- I'm all for like balling out and getting something ridiculous, but man, this is pretty high for a, a cup of coffee. So the article talks um, about them using ultra premium whoosh whoosh beans from Colombia. That just sounds fun to say. Whoosh whoosh. That's, that's the sound of the money disappearing. <laughs> Oh, you know, like I have that money gun. Oh no, the supreme one. <laughs> I don't have the supreme one. Oh, I, you just I have, have a money gun. I have the one, the the original maker of the supreme one. Yeah. But I got it when I first moved to San Francisco as a housewarming gift. So, whoosh whoosh beans. You've been to Colombia. Yes. And or are these beans prevalent there? So when I went, uh, so I went two years ago, and um, you know, I knew coffee was huge in Colombia, and so. What actually the locals said was all their good coffee is exported out. Mm. And they're kind of left with the shit coffee to drink there. Oh, that's interesting. So I don't know anything about Wish Wish Beans. Um, it my, might be so exclusive there that that's why they're just getting it out of the country yeah, as soon like as possible. Yeah, like the locals are, I don't think the locals even know about it. Uh, but I do know um, 
my so my little big brother he's really into roasting coffee and it took us a while but we finally found someone to take us to buy green beans oh like unroasted Unroasted, so my brother could roast at home oh cool and um yeah i was expecting to have amazing coffee in colombia but i really didn't and they said you know all their good seafood and coffee is exported out mm. so they don't even get to enjoy their their, well, their fruits i mean hopefully if their if their economy starts shifting up maybe they'll be able to keep some around because i mean the tourists would definitely like to come by it yeah colombia is a lot safer now so i think people are visiting it i mean that's why i went I, i'd love to go but yeah maybe drink some subpar coffee that might be better by the time i get there yeah, subpar coffee but they got the old par whiskey <laughs> hey shout out to dj methods yes i love old par but uh yeah, I mean, the restaurant is 11 Madison Park, though, a very prestigious Michelin star restaurant. So if you're going there to cash out that much for a meal, I, I feel like if, if I was there and already at that point, I might do it. Like, if, What does that say? Like, if, if, uh, It's drop in the bucket. Uh, if you got to ask how much it is, you can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, I don't think anytime soon am I going to be able to get a reservation or a table at 11 Madison Park. But if they still have this cup in my lifetime, if I ever go, I, I would probably do it. I would probably do it, too, just because yeah. why not? Yeah, throw, it is outra- throw it in the bag. It is outrageous. I mean, it's more money than a normal nice bag is for a whole entire bag of coffee for these two cups. So that's almost like that draw and that intrigue. And it's funny at the at the end of this article, it says, and realistically, $24 is a drop in a bucket after $295 meal. Yeah, that's probably even before the beverage pairing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's the one last beverage you're getting there, I guess, if it's how you're going to end your meal. Oh, so it says that the flavor is comparing to a blueberry pie. Wouldn't I just want some blueberry pie then? Yeah. I'd pay, I, I'll pay $24 for, for a blueberry, blueberry pie. pie. <laughs> Not in liquid cup form? No, no, no. Well, if we're there, then yeah, maybe we'll get it. All right, let's go. Let's make reservations for 2025. Sure. <laughs> All sure. right, let's go. Let's do it. All right. Sit down. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, I was supposed to say something. <laughs> Be hungry. I didn't know that's what we was doing. I was just giving you, I was just in the background. All right, let's do that again. <laughs> Sit down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed to come right out and tell her that? <laughs> Be hungry. It's just, it's not working right now. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> What's good though? It's your boy, Entree 3000. <laughs> <laughs> it's so whack that you're taking that name. I'm the one who put that in there. If somebody else, if somebody else would have put that in there, it'd have been okay. But, but I'm the other guy in the show and I'm the one that said it. Somebody else gave you the name Sushi. I mean, <laughs> what are we talking about, really? What are we talking about, I really? didn't give you the name Entree 3000. I proposed it for one of our names for the show. So what? What I did was I got in the group chat and I said there should be a segment on sit down, be hungry called push me to the edge. All my friends are veg where we talk about vegetarian options that are bomb. And then everybody just flooded it with different aliases. So I feel like I started the conversation. You did. But then Jordan turned it into our graphic designer, Jordan Yee, turned it into how do. Oh, sorry. Chavit Dang. Chavit Dang. Chavit Dang. Our graphic designer, Chavit Dang. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Threw in Lil Veggie Vert or something like that? Yes, yes, yes. Lil Veggie Vert. And then it was off to the races. Yeah, because it was like Entree Songs, I think it was my first one. And then yes. I switched it to Entree 3000. Which which definitely was a winner. And, and by all means, you know me. I'm, I'm, I just got to roll with that. I mean, you should just you should have just said you're welcome. You could be ASAP Broccoli. How about that? <laughs> ASAP Broccoli was definitely a good one in there. I think somebody... Oh, uh, we could be Takeout Cast. 
take out gas. You're you're entree three thousand, and I'm Fig Boy. Fig Boy. <laughs> Yo, your thoughts on figs? I mean, my introduction to figs was definitely through Fig Newtons. Yeah, yeah, that's that. That's the gateway. I can't remember the last thing I actually had that had fig though. My my dad grows figs, and my grandma used to have a fig tree. So, are you asking me about my take on fig because it was an offer? Uh, I, it could be. I mean, if you roll with figs like that, I've never been a fig guy. Oh. Yeah, I've never. I mean, it's not been my thing per se, but you know, there's a place for figs. Um, what was the other ones that we had in here? Hey, I, I came up with a tight one based on John's. When John said, "I am soup." I changed it to I am Sue, like Sue Chef. I think I am Sue. I mean, granted, it's the same. It sounds the right. same phonetically, but hey, I am Sue. Come on, that's that's fire. <laughs> that is fire. Uh, there was also MF Bloomin' Onion, which was uh, a Chavid Dang rep- uh, uh, recommendation. But my favorite one of the day was Justin Chicken Bake. Yeah, Justin Chicken Bank is kind of fire. <laughs> it like kind of threw me off for a quick second, and I definitely was not ready for that. Yeah, Justin Chicken Bank uh, <laughs> was fire. DJ Custard also. Uh, DJ Custard. Oh, is, is you're welcome again. Uh, hey, man, you killing this. Uh, Kesa J. Dilla. Kesa J. Dilla, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, new Job Beans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that one gets me every time, yo. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, so anyway, what's this takeover happening, guys? Yeah, we got to come together. In case you were wondering, this is Good Company Radio staff holding it down. Your boy Young Sush God, a.k.a. Tony Monturnup, a.k.a. Entree 3000. Whoa, 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 whoa. Man, forget you, dog. I'm back in this thread. I'm gonna come up with a new one, and and, and it's the leader of the diplomats. You know what I mean? The 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 French dip set. It's your guy, Sean, also known as Postpone Malone. What's good? Good kid, Dad City. Yeah. <laughs> good company radio make sure you follow us on soundcloud and on itunes our soundcloud is uh soundcloud.com slash hella good company and i honestly i don't have an iphone so dog you just go to the apple podcast app and you type in good company radio we there and please i haven't said this yet it's time to say this subscribe rate review tell a friend to tell a friend you know what we're gonna do we're gonna have a giveaway for you okay the first person to post a five star rating and a review gets on, gets figs from, from, from my from my dad's backyard i think they're in season <laughs> you was gonna get some fire instead you're gonna get some figs is that really what you were gonna give no hell no okay. i was actually gonna give like music and stuff oh I but, like that idea. But but I like figs too, so we go <laughs> we go roll with that. You get figs and flames. Basically. Oh. That's Chavid Dang. Hey, we're recording a commercial for your podcast right now. Say something. Oh, he said he brought beer. That's all you gotta say. Okay, we're good. <laughs> good company radio. Get back to everything y'all guys were talking about. And um, I'm getting rid of grilled cheese. You're getting rid of grilled cheese? Getting rid of grilled cheese. Oh, oh hold on. So we we, we uh, doing a preempt, like like we getting into saucing on you? Popcorn chicken is here to stay, sir. Yo, I you know what? I was anti until I, because I was looking at this all wrong, okay? All right, listen. All right. I did really, really, really well in school. However... That was the entrance of the beer. 
However, you know, sometimes math, ha and, and, and then when science became math, had me all fucked up. And sometimes I only see things one way. And, and I realize now that when I was looking at popcorn chicken originally, I was only thinking of the traditional, uh, the situation, the uh, American take on the popcorn chick. I did not even really consider those tender, tasty morsels that I receive at the little Asian corner store, the quicklies and such. I never really considered that popcorn chicken until y'all brought that to my attention. You're welcome. So I'm going to do what every grown up does, and that's not order chicken tenders. Because if you're a grown ass person and you order chicken tenders, I probably don't like you. But see, uh, all right, we'll leave this. Anyway, get back to sit down, be hungry. This is a seven minute commercial now. It's a hell of a long, like, how much are we getting for Goodbye, this? Goodbye, Sean. <laughs> Yo, listen, rate, and subscribe. Good Company Radio, available now on iTunes. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud.com slash hella good company. Now back to sit down, be hungry. Well, it's that time. The most controversial segment on, on the song clouds. Saucing on you. This is the segment where we take three things, we list them, and uh, you got to pick one to never have again. And very special show today. We have our first guest, the first, the first sit down, be hungry guest. Introduce yourself to the people. Hey, what's up, y'all? Uh, my name is PatrickAguilar.com. Not .org, not .edu. It's .com. .com. Maybe .com slash food today. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about that, right? You ready to do some saucing on you? I'm ready. Okay. I, I mean, can I just quickly go into an aside right now? We, we uh, the, our producer, John Reyes. Flan Reyes. Reyes. <laughs> Excuse me. In unison, Flan Reyes. Flan Reyes. <laughs> Flan Reyes. <laughs> Uh, we just got off a, a very grueling pod day. Pod day. Pod day, Monday. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm um, my vocal cords are warmed up. I'm very, they're very angry. They're well sauced. They're, they're well sauced. <laughs> not sauced. Not yet. They need to be sauced. They will be after this. <laughs> they will be sauced after this segment. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I'm I'm ready. Uh, I think I'm ready. Okay. Well, we've been we've been sipping on a couple beers here. So um, let's talk about drunk food. So this shows saucing on you, drunk foods, pizza of your choice, pizza spot of your choice, Jack in the Box or Taqueria, Taqueria of your choice. Um, let's start with our guest, Patrick. How do you feel? I had a, I had a pretty long conversation with uh, our producer earlier about this, and as much as I have like a very young nostalgic kind of feeling about this one place, uh, I'm gonna have to say Jack in the Box. Jack in the Jip, you're getting rid of Jippy. Now, you know, I mean, a lot of this has to do with my place in life right now. <laughs> you know, I got, I'm not a teenager, you know, I'm not making like $7 an hour. You know, okay. I think I could afford a little bit more uh, when I'm drunk. Okay. Just flash that credit card or whatever. So if you're faded in the night, there's a Jitby and the nearest taqueria is half a mile away. You're skipping the Jitby for the taqueria. You know, yeah, I guess so. Okay. I mean, you know, I mean, okay, first of all, we live in California. Yes. You can't touch taquerias yeah that stays right yeah and i mean at the end of the day is it like pepperoni pizza or uh sourdough jack and i gotta go pepperoni pizza oh okay that's interesting all right Anne. so i bun, like all bun. three I, and i'm I, gonna butcher the name again bun, i like whatever. all three and, and it depends on logistics for me yeah <laughs> convenience convenience but god i love all three i'm gonna say i'm gonna get rid of pizza spot really 
Yes. <laughs> because, I mean, I have poor taste in pizza. <laughs> ah. I'm going to admit it. I like Pizza Hut. And, I know and you, Pizza Hut is not available after hours. And I know you are a self-proclaimed Jitby connoisseur. And I, I make good pizza myself. And so I'll eat pizza, um, you know, late night because it's close by. But if Jack in a Box is closer or in the same vicinity, I'm going to I'm going to choose Jack in a Box over Pizza Hut. A uh, pizza. Because Pizza Hut would win if it was an option at late night. Wow. So do, that, that'd be your only think? asterisk is keeping if it's Pizza Hut. Yeah. I, I really love Pizza Hut. It's so greasy. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the pan crust. <laughs> Notice you didn't mention taqueria at all. So that's a definite keep. It's hard for me because I ate so much, so many tacos. Just last recently? Week. And so right now I just want Asian food. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's not an option on this thing. I'm not, so not going to get rid of Takaria because El Farolito is usually my go-to spot after oh, you know after we do Cuffin. And I love Suisas from them. Yeah. So Takarias are not going to go. I'm going to get rid of pizza for late night only. Okay. I like pizza regularly. Remember this segment, you don't got to give it asterisks. You got to give your definite, it's this. So it's pizza. Don't try to let it down gently, just off it. Off it. Let, let. But like, okay, is it just for late night or yeah, forever? No, any time of the no, day. No, this is like drunk two a.m. This is okay, only okay. Drunk 2 then pizza. Bye. Oh man, <laughs> you can also be drunk at twelve p.m. Yeah, too, you yeah, know? but uh, but then you get the late night factor into this because you have way more options if it's two in the afternoon. Yeah, that's we're true. talking like most things are closed, and this is what we got. Yeah. All right, all right, Chiva Dang, what are you what are you getting rid of? I'll make it quick. I'm going pizza too. Sorry, I, I think there's it's just. In that time when I want that grease, I don't want all that sweetness too, honestly. Because if you're going for pizza, you know, you're thinking the tomato sauce, it's got the sweetness with it as well. And the other two, I don't think it's just more salt and grease and fat. And that's what I want more. I mean, pizza's got its fat and its grease too, but I don't always want that sweetness from the tomato sauce. And uh, uh, you're not fine. You're not going to get a white yeah, you're sauce not a white at 2 sauce. A, uh, If it is, it's going to be all like stale and the vegetables are going to be all shriveled up. Of course, they're going to reheat it. And if I'm drunk, I'm not going to care. But if, if okay, I'm trying to say if I'm drunk at like two and all three places are in the same block, I'm not getting the pizza slice. It's uh, it's sad. I, you know, I wouldn't even really, I'd have to say Jitby second place, but I'd still be really happy with it. But Takaria, it's like, it's just so, so soothing and comforting and it's got everything you want. I think for me, because we do live in San Francisco, uh, fast food is not available all the time. Mm -hmm. Yes. Late night, if I'm going to have, well, I not if, I am <laughs> going to have drunk food after um, drinking, I'm going to go with Jack in the Box as my first choice because it's going to be super fast and you have to eat it really fast for it to be good. Um, taquerias are always going to be a long line and I might lose interest and I know always... When I get uh, taqueria food, I have a couple bites and then I kind of trash it. And so I'm spending like, what, seven, eight dollars in San Francisco for that. And I'm going to have a couple bites and throw it away. Yeah. Jack in the box, I'm going to spend like four bucks. And then and if I don't finish it, who cares? Yeah. But you could. I think the same could be said with any of the three. Yeah. But no, I just that's my main argument. I don't want the tomato sauce. I like crunchy. My favorite I, for Jack in the Box. I love their their tacos with no meat or yeah. meat. I'm not sure. Tacos with air quotes. Air quotes. Tacos. Air, air quote quotes. Tacos. No, and, I love those. Uh, bacon cheddar potato wedges. Yeah, sorry. Jibby's here to stay. <laughs> oh wait, Wilson's here. Shout out to Wilson, my neighbor. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jack in the Box. Okay, so to talk about Jack in the Box again. A couple years ago, they got rid of the ja uh, bacon cheddar potato wedges. 
I think I have had those. I mean, if I was drunk, I don't totally remember, but I think I have had those. So I think I single-handedly brought them back. Wow. Because I, e- I emailed a corporate jacket of hawks. <laughs> Yo. You could have saved You could have saved. Yeah, you might. That might have been you. Because uh, that's my favorite thing there. And so when they um, got rid of when they eighty six that item, I was pissed because that's the only thing I like at Jack in the Box. And so I I wrote an email a corp an email to corporate headquarters and to talk about my love of Jack in the Box and why I mean um bacon cheddar potato wedges and it needs to come back and it came back maybe I don't know I don't know how soon after but it did come back and and I, it's I'm the reason so thank you everyone <laughs> I mean you're welcome everyone. <laughs> This is where Flan Ray is going to put the crowd cheering sign in the post-production. Yo, I, I did not know who I was talking to. <laughs> Power moves. Hey, yeah. we don't play here. Power moves. I mean, you, I guess you're not going to catch Dime Piece emailing a pizzeria anytime soon. Nope. I haven't had Jack in the Box in a long time. Mm. That's and Maybe that's why you're dropping it. Probably, yeah. Okay. That's drop in the box? Drop, drop, you're dropping the box? <laughs> dropping the box, man. I'm, I'm shutting that box. Shutting the box. Well, thank you, Patrick, for being our first guest for hey, saucing on you. Thank you. Thank uh, you do you have me. anything you'd like to say you've got going on? Um, it, actually, since it's a food podcast, uh, check me and my homie Dave Hopkins out at uh, hey. Soul Groove. Shout out to D-Hop. Yes. We play Soul Groove every, pretty much every weekend now, every Sunday. Uh, we do a little, bottle, a little event called Bottomless Soul. It's um, a brunch thing where we do... Dave and I play records and they got bottomless mimosas. And they got chicken and waffles. They got chicken and waffles. They also have um, a uh, bucket of uh, Miller High sold. Life. Any, okay, I'm already sold. Yeah. I was say, High Life on Ice. High Life on Ice. <laughs> Anytime a place has a bucket of anything, I'm usually a fan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a very classy joint in the tender one. So okay. come by, bring your friends, bring your mom. Uh, yep. We play some good music. Yeah, and tell Patrick how you can't lose Jack in the Box. <laughs> let's let we'll, let's talk about it. Yeah, let's, let's talk, talk about, about it. it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Two, two tacos about <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, thanks. Well, that about wraps up for what we've got. Uh, thanks for listening. Dine Peace, what have you got going on? Um, so, like I mentioned in last week's episode, um, this Saturday, I'm going to have the premiere of Anchoy Bub's Tasting. Ooh, that sounds fancy. So up until now, I've just been kind of doing one-offs where um, made-to-order bar-type food. And so I'm going to do a tasting. Um, it's going to be seven courses with a little, like, fun shot course, which is on top of the seven. Um, but yeah, super excited. It's going to be a Hotel Majestic. Ticket sales are ending today. Get on that. So... Um, I have a few left, so yeah, don't don't sleep on that. Um, yeah, I'm super excited for this to happen. Have a lot of homies helping. Uh, King Moose just sent me a uh, the mix for yeah, she Saturday. Some, that's fire. Yeah, and like true to myself, R&B all the way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so seven or six seven courses. Uh, first thing's gonna be uh, an abunmi abunmi amuse bouche. That I'm doing a bath haijian tartar, which is um. A beef tartare, but uh, bathaijian is usually sliced beef and it's like a, a lemon dressing. Course three is a Japanese eggplant with fish sauce. Course four, which was added by popular demand, which is the pate show, the PCs. PCs, man. <laughs> Everyone loves the PCs. Uh, main dish is a turmeric dill catfish. Then we're going to do a shot of VSOP as a group. And if you guys know me, I... I have, a VS, have a t- I have a VSOP tattooed over my right knee. <laughs> and uh, I mean, VSOP for Vietnamese culture is it's kind of like I made it thing. It's a mm. celebration. It's at 
every wedding. It's at a birthday. It's at a, a birth. <laughs> so VSAP is very important. Um, and then two desserts, Jabamo, which is uh, the three-color jello dessert. Homie's uh, frozen custard have helped me out, and they're making a toasted coconut rum ice cream to pair with it. Oof. And the final is um, I'm going to break out my jasmine pearl tea from Vietnam and uh, sesame ball. Wow. That sounds impressive. You guys heard all that. Make sure you get there. Yeah. So come hang out, drink, be with friends and unbutton the top of your pants because <laughs> that's probably what's going to happen <laughs> because you're full, not because of anything else. <laughs> well, who knows the way this mix is going, the way the mix is. You never know. That is true. A lot of body yeah. rolls. But, and finger guns. <laughs> finger guns and body rolls. <laughs> yeah. But thanks for listening, guys. Um, make sure you follow on SoundCloud, subscribe on iTunes, and uh, hit some likes on the Instagrams. Yeah. And, you know, can't wait to see what you guys uh, choose as your ones gotta go. Yeah. Or sauce and on use. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We gotta keep the brand strong. Sorry. I, apologies. Bun. What does a bun me be? You for, yeah, you forgot your own one. You it's don't want to drop it this time. It's a toaster, man. Oh, man. We got to get out of here before it gets worse. We're going to get go out eat of here. boat noodles now. Little, little yachty noodles. Little yachty noodles. <laughs> All right. See y'all later. Bye. Little yachty noodles.